Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. And again, recording an intro on a phone, very unprofessional, Stephen. I know, I know. But anyway, I'm back in Ireland. Delighted to be back been trying to take some downtime since I got back but it's difficult um so I'm gonna have to do I realize I have to do something to get out of it I'm gonna have to get a bus to the mountains or something like that um I will be performing at the International Comedy Club tonight uh, which is Friday the 2nd of September if you're around town you want to say hello uh, I will be there but other than that there's no other news that I'm going to be telling you right now a lot of questions about the tour when I'll be touring out that will be happening watch this space um, as I said before, I'll be on tour with Des Bishop uh, in September into early October. Um, if you go to desbishop.net, you can find out the dates for that. We'll be in Drogheda, Galway, Cork, Thurless, if I remember correctly, and a few other places. So uh, desbishop.net for further dates. I have a cheeky monkey who's trying to interrupt me doing this right now. I'm, I, can I just finish recording this and I'll be down to you. Is that all right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, get out. Cheeky Monkey uh, had their first day of school yesterday. So, um, uh, yeah, all very exciting in this house at the moment. So that is the, the news. Um, I'm sure there's other things to tell you, but we've got a long episode ahead of us today. So that's why I just want to crack on and put it up for you. But um, now let me see. So today's episode is another conversation with... Um, a wonderful, wonderful comedian that I got to meet when I was over at the Edinburgh Fringe. And we stayed, we shared the same room. We were both in Studio 4. Nikki Britton is a an Australian comedian. And she is going to be in Soho Theatre all this weekend. So she did her first show on Soho Theatre last night on Thursday, the 1st of September. But she will be there tonight and tomorrow night as well. If you're in London, I cannot recommend her enough. I'm just reading off her agent's pages. I'll probably piss her off now if I did this. But Nikki Britton has an electrifying stage presence, personable demeanour and lightning pace style that makes her one of Australia's most in-demand comedy talents, which is lucky because she did not finish uni. I didn't know that. Or maybe we did talk about it in this podcast. But anyway, Nikki and I had an absolute ball. We shared the same dressing room um, and uh, I went to see her show that is called One Small Step Um you should totally go check it out. It's a fantastic hour. It's uh, she's she's brilliant. She's a fantastic performer, uh, and I learned 
uh, I learned a lot watching her and uh, I learned a lot uh, working with her. We chatted about comedy a lot over the last month. So, and we went to see some shows. We went to see Matt Ewans together and stuff like that. So it was great um, to hang out with uh, with Nikki. And as you will hear, she's a fantastic personality and she's great crack. Um, so the situation of recording this podcast was... Um, I don't know why now in hindsight, but we only had one microphone to record this, so we were using her microphone, and it, it, it crackles, as you can hear. So this is the odd crack, there's three or four crackles in this podcast that might be irritating, but trust me, there's only one or two of them, and the conversation is amazing, so it's worth it. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, what else? And a fantastic, really interesting conversation about clowning. Yes, something that I've been interested in for many years. But Nikki went to the pretty much the ultimate clown school in Paris. Um, and uh, we talk about her experience of that as well. So um, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. This was recorded last week, late after both of our shows, one night. Um, I, th- I think about a week ago. Um, yes, it was this day last week uh, in Edinburgh. And uh, give it up. If you're, if, like I said, if you are in um, Australia... Did I say Australia? I mean, if you're in London, go to Soho Theatre this weekend and check her out, her show, One Small Step. You can follow her on Instagram, at the Nikki Britain. Um, I'll put the, uh, the, the handle for that in the description to this podcast so you can follow her. And that is it, really. Do you want to say anything? You can say, no, speak now or forever hold your peace. You want to say hello to people. Loads of them are listening. Hi. Cheeky monkey. Right. we got to get you ready for school, don't we? Yeah, oh, this is the guys who listen to my podcast. Do you think I would? Do you think Daddy was away too long when he was in Edinburgh? Okay, just wiggling bum. You plank. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Nikki Britton. Let's do this. It's good to be back. I'm just enjoying the sound of my own voice now as a, um, sorry, Nikki, just come in here now. What? And talk, oh, I didn't know. Just, it's all right, mate. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just switching between accents as we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, Nikki Britton is here on the show. Hi. It's fantastic. Hi. So, I'm so excited. This is this is like a huge podcast, right? This is An the enormous mo- following. All right, sorry. That's what I've been hole. told. <laughs> I've been told this is going to make me a superstar. Let's let's be honest about it, right? This is um, this is a it's um, it's a joy to have somebody uh, to have another accent on. I just realised last oh. two weeks ago we had New York. Des Bishop was on doing Yo Bro. What's right. going on? Yep. Let's be honest about it. Everybody hears up their own hole, you know, all that kind of vibe. Sure. And then uh, now we've got Australia, we've got Sydney, Australia on as well. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Have you ever been? So we do have listeners in Australia, but I, I'm, I'm I'm suspicious that they're just Irish people in Australia. No doubt. You can turn that a little bit more towards you because my not towards oh, you. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so Nikki and I share the same changing room. I was going to say the, the, <laughs> the same room, but we share the same changing room at the Edinburgh Fringe, and uh, it's been a joy. It's been an absolute joy. Your your uh, your jacket just lights up our, our dressing room. Yeah, it is a, a multicolored 
coloured tinsel jacket. Actually, that's an actual thing. This is a, you. You know, you went and you picked this out. This is an actual brand that have. Yeah. You, you know, this was like it's not just something that was bought in the pound shop. Somebody's put a lot of effort into the design of this, and it's, you've gone and. Yeah, it was made. It's actually got the name of the show inside the jacket. I did not know that. Yeah. So this was made custom, specifically for you. Custom made. Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know that. How do you yeah. explain this jacket? Um, I would say that uh, when I fail, the jacket's doing most of the heavy lifting <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the show to feel There's like show business. Oh, shit. So we'll have, well, let's explain the mic situation before we get back to the jacket. Okay. We're recording this on one mic. Because, yeah, you've, you forgot to bring your mic. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realise that I could have just brought a mic. I didn't realise. I didn't have to bring the recording equipment. But anyway, that's oh, my bad. Oh, I see. I could have just bought a mic and cable and plugged it in. Because sure. you, you can take another one in there, can't you? I don't think that's I can. <laughs> it's not a double that ender. Sounded. It's not a double ender. Um, so anyway, we're recording here on one microphone, but we both have to be very close to each other in order for it all to be picked up. Keep it closer to you because my voice is definitely deeper and it seems to be carrying that. There you okay. go. Okay. Well, I don't have much. After a month in Edinburgh, mm. very little left. A voice, spirit. Anything. Have you done anything like this before? Because we're here at the Edinburgh Fringe. I've been speaking about it to everybody beforehand. I mean, we're now talking on the Friday of the... The last Friday of the whole run. I am fucking exhausted. <laughs> um, have you, but you've... It's tipped into delirium. Absolutely. I feel like everyone's just... It's just... No one has words anymore. No. I saw you at like three o'clock yesterday. You were drinking a frat frog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, haven't you got a show later? Like, oh, I've given up. I've given up. I did. You you're like, oh, could be. I was, I was also, were you not supposed to be at another show now? And you're like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> you literally were supposed to go to another show. And then the go thing. do the other thing. And you're like, fuck it. I leave, the, I leave the house in the morning. I book a, I book a show. Like at midday oh, or one o'clock. Okay. Um, maybe some incredibly cultured theatre. Something really great that I'll Inspiring. feel good about. Inspiring. Yeah. Filling up the creative cup. What a thrill. We haven't been able to do this for so long. Yes. And I go and see that show and I assume that I'll bump into someone that is seeing another show and I'll go with them to the next thing or I'll be at the venue and there's something great on next. And that doesn't seem to happen. And then I find myself just wandering aimlessly in yeah. this medieval city with the wildest stones in the street. Cobblestones. Oh, cobblestones. Do you not have them in Australia? We don't have... The, no, yeah. come on. We were, yeah. That's new enough, I suppose. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. By the time yeah, by the time Rhodes came to Australia, everyone was over the whole cobblestone thing. Yeah, we were like, let's asphalt over this. We're not As far idiots. as... Yeah, cobblestones are for horses, wasn't it? Isn't that like... I'm showing my ignorance here, no but I'm doubt. pretty sure that's like... So that uh, I think it's like if horse shit fell out from the horseshoe and all that kind of stuff, it kind of kept the, the hooves clean. Oh, really? I think so. I think I could be completely wrong. Google that, guys. I'm sure I'm going to get a text about that later on. No doubt. But um, you keep, honestly keep a point as well. Okay. The whole thing. Um, and uh, but but the cobbles failing, are bad bad for our hips. Yeah. So you're just constantly walking on these cobblestones, <sighs> exhausted, aimlessly. And I, I've, I've, yesterday I just gave up. You gave up. And I had a, it, it, a blue mojito around. I was a blue mojito. Is that what it was? And <laughs> <laughs> my show's at seven thirty, and I just said, "Fine." It was the sweetest. I'm giving over. It's the sweetest giving up I've ever seen because you had a smile on your face. <laughs> You're kind of staring at the sky, if I'm honest with you. And I yeah, did, well, I, I was thought, lying in the gutter and smiling <laughs> at the sky. <laughs> and you're walking around George Gar George's Square Gardens and you're like, 
Yeah. This is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, so and you were flying. I was flying. I was helping. I was. I you was did help. Talking it up. Let's tell the audience what happened because they already know. I told them on social media about what happened when I had seven Glaswegian crazy bitches into my show. Yeah. And that <sighs> was kind of down to Nikki. Well, I don't take full responsibility. <laughs> I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. You were, I think you were. Like, ultimately, I did yeah. want them to come to the show. That's seven more tickets you've sold. They That's call in- themselves the Seven Dwarves. Remember, at the at the table, they're like, hey, we're the Seven Dwarves. But they and were it- all dopey. <laughs> <laughs> She's on fire. You haven't given up. You haven't given up. You're on fire. They were this dopey because is- they were... Some, I mean, you were having your fucking blue mojito, but they were already, they'd had a few blue yeah, mojitos. Yeah, they were on the blueies. They were, they seemed so keen. Mm. Well, actually, they were on what the fence when was? you flyered to them. Yeah, you kind of pushed them over the line. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's just the best show. My God, so I've sarky. seen it. Wow. I'm not being sarcastic. Don't crackle the mic. You always, you always think I'm being sarcastic when I I'm know, being genuine. I know, I know. This could be why I <laughs> lose friends. <laughs> I'm actually very supportive, but people take it the wrong way. Um, no, I was, I was absolutely singing your praises. Mm. Turns out a bit, possibly just to the wrong people. Yeah, I mean, I did want them in, and once I did get them on board, like the show yesterday just went a bit mad, and it kind of we all had to get on board in it because there was more of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to get on majority board with rules. it and all that majority rules. But then today I had just like two mad bitches, and they just annoyed the whole audience. So then it was just like it was hard to like they got told by another audience member to shut the fuck up. So then I was like, okay, now but that's it, always, now it's tense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like w- w- do you. I don't know. I always treat everyone as though they've made the greatest choice of their life mm. by talking through the show. And if I can be oh, part of the conversation, that's a, good, that's a good angle. Yeah, yeah. Then like I'm happy to, and like let's just share it. Let's just like because then at least you've got, you know, there's not that there's not like yeah. us against them or yeah. like this divisive yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes it helps so much when an audience member just says shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the unfortunate thing was that was three minutes to the end of the show. So if you had <laughs> said about it, yeah, yeah, thirty minutes previously, <laughs> that would have really helped. But like at one stage, you're like, hey, that was hard in Mallorca. I was like, that was what? So I was talking about drunk people at one point. And uh, and I have a thing of like drunk people and parenting is the same thing, you know, looking after a drunk person. Yes, kid, I remember. Blah, 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 right? Great material. Right. But, Beautiful uh, stuff. But yeah. Five solid minutes. Yeah, yeah. Five solid minutes of Does that. Does that sound sarky? Of, of that, yeah, really sarky. No, yeah, yeah, it sounds sarky. Really? You're looking at me in the eyes, you're saying, I'm like, she hates that routine. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm so, I'm genuine. It was good. Anyway, anyway. I'm doing that bit and I'm, I'm talking about the drunk person. I can't person. believe you've invited me on the podcast when you, know, you must think <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I don't think you're an asshole. But listen, she, like, do you know when I'm doing the the one-sided conversation of the drunk person, of the parenting there, right? You know, yes. Get up at the yeah. floor and all that stuff, right? Your one, your one just kept going, that was hard in Mallorca. I was like, that was hard in that, Mallorca. So that's Scottish for, that was her in her Mallorca. Her in Mallorca. And I was like, great, yeah, um, thanks, yeah. And I couldn't go on with the one side of the conversation because she's fucking ruined it now. Mm. So then I, I had to, and then I kind of turned all the elements of the one side of the conversation onto her. I'm like, oh yeah, you're the like a type of fucking idiot that will have to say, no, you'll walk to the car yourself, we're not carrying you there, and all that kind of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, right. I, I had to turn yeah, it brilliant. that way. But um, that was the only time that I took her on board, because then, then she thinks she's getting, ham- she's getting, you know, I'm hammering her, but what she doesn't know is I just changed the routine to fucking dump it yeah, all on her head. Yeah, <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, they, they, we've had our experiences. All the reports were that you dealt with it brilliantly. They did yesterday. They they seemed yeah that they were happy enough that. But you you had a mad one today. Yeah, I um I quite like that though. 
Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean, I do like it as well. But once you can, maybe you didn't. I wasn't in your mad show today. But the trick is for me, once you get everybody on board, with whatever the madness is, that's fine. Yeah, I did not achieve that today. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had a lot of pissed off people and two drunk ones going. That's great. He was on Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> But your mad one today true. was what happened? There was six um, women who. It's always. It is always. It's women. always women. It is always, it's always women. women. Although I had a. Cr- and drunk I'll ones. tell you about yesterday after I tell you about this one because today was really fun. Mm. Um, six six women and they were all like, "Yeah, we're moms and we're out for the night." Ooh. Yeah. What? No, sorry, that was great. Yeah, that, no, that was, was great. Accent, yeah. That was sucky. <laughs> Total sarcasm. No, I make or keep going, keep going. But they were, they, and I can deal with this because all of my friends are married with kids. Yeah. Because all my friends are married with kids. I know, I know the vibe. Two yeah. crisp white wines. Right. And we've lost They're our letting minds. off steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're letting off steam. I'm terrified. Yeah. I can't go out with half my friends anymore. Really? Because yeah. you've experienced this in real life a few times. Yeah, too right, many times. Okay, I'm just clicking. It's in. like just mum's gone wild. Yeah, I've just, I've just, um, this has happened to me in dating land. Oh yeah, with single mums, and they have a couple of drinks, yeah. and then exactly they've they're lost ready their minds. Unleash. But they're well, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I meant verbally unleash. Oh yeah, they they just <laughs> fucking. What were you? What did you mean? Well, I thought you. Uh, oh when okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, fair play to them then as well. <laughs> well, absolutely. And the thing is, I don't want to. Sorry, I'm not labelling all single mums of that. I'm I think not you were. That. No, 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 no. Is this when I've you get cancelled? Exactly. Stephen I, no, no, no. <laughs> I've had two experiences of. Basically, two different people. You had the sober them and you had the drunk them, and they were like completely different people. And in those two particular scenarios, they were single ones, which I, I don't complete. I don't fucking blame them at all. They're fucking up to their fucking tits in in kids, basically <laughs> all week. So of course they're gonna let it off a bit of steam. But Jesus, when they get angry, then you're fucked. Yeah. And I didn't even do anything. <laughs> it was just like, you better get over here, you prack. And I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, sorry. So you're used to being that with your mates. But do they, is it just the, is it the, the, both of the couple go out when they're getting drunk? No. Right, just the girls. Well, it's just because they're my girlfriends. So we yeah. all go out for a girls night. Yeah. And then I'm like, they're just like. <laughs> you're the one going, what's going on here? Yeah. Really? Just, <laughs> 100%. They're stomping around. What's like, let's go mad. <laughs> oh my God. It's, yeah. I love them. I love them to bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's literally me just troubleshooting at that point. Just like <laughs> trying to get them to put down the construction equipment. We're not putting that in the car. <laughs> Come on. Put that down. <laughs> just like abusing young men. Like just walking up. <laughs> And grabbing That's people's right. yeah, dicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, good on them, I guess. I don't know. Is that legal? No, actually, Is that good don't. On them? It's like, not good on the them. reverse is true, Nikki? Okay, I don't think so. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. But yeah. somehow they get away with it because they're a mum now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Anyway. Are they single mums? or like? Cause I'm no. In, in, cause no. I'm, yeah, but in that situation, when they get absolutely smashed, do they have a cheeky kiss with Absolutely somebody? not. Oh, yeah, well, obviously, officially. No, absolutely, <laughs> genuinely not. Genuinely not. I don't. I. I mean. Yeah. Anyway, I hope they don't listen to this. I do love them all very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't listen to this. <laughs> um. No, but these six mums in the show were out for a night. Smash. And I think they just hoped that I was up for it. Their seventh, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. is always a fun. You vibe. kind of are. That is definitely yeah. a bit your persona. Yeah. yeah oh. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> a bit, I said. I wasn't tearing you off. No, no, I'm at the, I always get reviews that say... Um, She's like a drunk mum on a weekend. <laughs> 
They always say like, oh, it's just like catching up with a friend over a wine. Oh. Which is always, it always actually feels a bit disparaging mm. as though it's like just a simple thing. Somebody said that to me about a work in progress show that I did beforehand because there was only five people there. I just kind of went for it anyway. And they said, yeah, it was lovely. It was just like hanging out with your mate in the living room. And I was like, well, because <laughs> that's it's, not much good. That's not a compliment, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, it's a funny thing because you don't, like not everyone can do that. Like, not everyone can walk into a room full of strangers and ingratiate themselves to the level that everyone feels like this is a mate that they've known forever. Mm. And whether it's the way we tell a story or the stories we're telling that are so mm. accessible, this all sounds very self-congratulatory, but, like, I think sometimes... We don't do it enough, though, but anyway, go on. What, congratulate ourselves? Yeah, because fucking who else does? Anyway, Not go on. true. <laughs> yeah, Ireland and Australia. Mm. Not known for our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...massive ability to... But, but, but for encourage our, ourselves ourselves exactly. ourselves yeah, I yeah. said I just called yeah, your yeah, accent yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's like that is yeah writing jokes is really important but if you haven't kind of found a level of complicity with an audience or like charm mm. then you're fucked straight mm. off the bat you're not going anywhere yeah I'm not sure I found it today but anyway I, th- I think it was, it was a bit on and off anyway yeah but you, you've, you have charm through the roof on stage Oh, you have charmed through the roof on stage. Stop it. Get a room, you Was two. that Saki? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these mums were, they were bang up for it and having a great time. And yeah. it's sometimes fun to just like surf their energy yes, yes. into your next joke. Yes. And it kind of, the worst I think is when they just give you nothing. That's yes. far worse than a heck of a I, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I'd rather. Because I blank. People are acting, acting the bollocks because I have something to react yeah. to. Yeah. Rather than nothing, then I'm like, yeah, exactly. I blank as well. I literally yesterday there was a woman in the front and she, <laughs> I can't let it go when they're that quiet and they hate it that much. Oh, that's right. I saw I you do that in the show, yeah. And so they, <laughs> she was just so sitting in the front with so her arm across, arms oh. crossed, just hating it. And I was like, what are you, hey, what's your name? And as you know, like I'm not, yeah. I do, I just love a crowd to just feel like they've made. You're not it, supposed to be taking just, this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, well, you've spent money. You've come out. We've all shown up. You might as well walk away feeling better about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want... I'm not the kind of comedian that comes out and goes, what do you do for a living, fuckhead? Yeah. Like, <laughs> because... That what, sounds that's like Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I'm the... People what do call you me do the, for a living, fuckhead? The sunniest comedian in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Um, but... Uh, yesterday, she was just like hell bent on hating the night. Oh, she God. was hating everything. What, what kind of an age are we talking about? Here? I reckon sixty-five, um, maybe. And I said, Fiona, what is it that you love doing? Fiona, Jesus, don't be naming her second name now. Well, <laughs> El Fiona. Fiona, if you're listening. Uh, and what is it that you like? Is that what you said to her? Yeah, and she said, I like crime novels. And I said, Okay. Would you want to go on and read one of those? Because <laughs> I feel like you don't want to be here, babe. And that's okay. Like, you've got to live your truth. Yeah, but you see, that's so cutting and brutal what you said there, right? <laughs> but you, you see, that's in your head. You said it with such a smile there that you think that you're being charming by saying that. But that's brutal. Really? <laughs> that is brutal. Well, she was. And then do you want to like, go home? <laughs> if you're suggesting to anybody, do you want to go home? No, but it was just like, let's call it. Let's call this what it is. You're hating it, mate. Like, just, you, you know, like, I don't want to take. Anyway. <laughs> Long story, long story short, it is easier. I think I pre- much preferred six mums off their tits yeah, yeah, yeah. than Fiona, who had her arms crossed. What did the she whole say time. to that? 
Um, she said, no. And I, I said, well, just out of curiosity, why did you come to the show? She said, well, your poster said you were hilarious. And I was like, okay, and you haven't got that vibe yet for not? And she was like, I'll let you know. And I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> I said, well, I mean, <laughs> with respect, like if I could With be, respect, Fiona. <laughs> if I could be as humble as I can, like it, like this has got nominated for awards around the world, so this is on you, babe. If you're not into it, like, I'm sorry. I said, who writes the novel? Like, who's your favourite writer of crime novels? She said, Michael Connolly. I'm sure you've not heard of him. And oh, I was like, the bitch. Oh, bitch, I've been in a fucking airport bookshop. Yeah, you yeah, exactly. Bitch. That's, that's airport shit as well, like Michael Connolly. I know. Anyway. Yeah. That's a good comeback. I've been. Did you say that? I didn't. I, I didn't. Ah. I didn't want to minimise her. Yeah. Well, I think you already did by starting <laughs> off with. Do you want to go home and read a that. book? Fiona? I didn't mean it. Wow. Um, well, that's that is amazing. So you had done. So this is your. You're telling me this is your seventh hour. This is your seventh I show that you've written. I think it's my seventh. Yeah, I think it's my seventh. Can you name them? One of them. Um. Well, yep. Um. Floor plan. The other three percent. Um. <laughs> Abdicating adulthood. I did a kids show. Oh. As a character. I did oh. a character called Grandma. Oh. Um, that was called Grandma is Not Growing Up. <laughs> it was cute. It's cute. I'm not laughing. Yeah. Uh, it feels like you're laughing at me. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Right. Um, uh, romanticide, Once Bitten, and One Small Step. Wow. That's what they're Romanti- Romanticide. Romanticide, yeah. It was so, about um, yeah. it was about how I am romanticide. Like I seem to see romance and then just destroy it. You oh. know, like genocide is the killing of a generation. Oh, or sorry, yeah. If I'd seen that in writing, I would have got it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, romanticide. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Nothing's really- changed. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was 2017, and nothing's changed. So what year was your first? Do you remember your first one? What year that was? 2012. Right. So, yeah, I had just started acting at that stage. So you're in the game a lot longer than I am. Yeah. So I started, I went, I graduated acting school in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this. I thought I was going to be, you know, such a theatrical, Chekhovian, absolute... We also talked about Dame of the theatre Yeah we also talked about How annoying it was That you do an audition For like a really dramatic role mm. And your agent goes That was hilarious <laughs> It wasn't supposed to be oh, no, hilarious I was giving it everything Yeah Well clearly I'm trying to be genuine like, was so funny I'm coming across as sarcastic So I'm I don't know Maybe yeah. you'll So the, 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 like, I, the thing I look back about In starting out in acting Was that like uh, I don't I, th- I think it's still the case A little bit <clears throat> Comedy's not really respected Absolutely true. I don't. And, and what I loved was the, the line of uh, the, the Hollywood uh, round table, do you know, when they do with the actors. Mm-hmm. And Robert De Niro was there, like one of the greatest actors ever. And he's going, Yeah, I can't do what he does, you know, to Adam Sandler. Right. And I was like, Yeah, finally. Yeah. He's like, I can't do what they do. Well, that's what they say. And that's what, um, like, I, I was always going for dramatic roles and wondering why I wasn't getting them and kept getting cast as comedy roles. Mm. And everyone was like, no, that's not everyone can do that. That's mm. why we're casting you. And I was like, "Fuck off!" I know. Why don't, don't, why don't we just accept that about I ourselves earlier on? Cue. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. you want that? Isn't that acting? Isn't that gutsy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the human condition. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, but funny. And so, 
So Fun you and you graduated to 2008 from acting school. That's a is it a quick? It's quick enough turnaround then to then 24 years later write your first stand up hour. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, it was shit. Okay. <laughs> it was dog shit. <laughs> okay, you got to start somewhere. But where? Yeah, of course. So where? But like, how long were you doing stand up by the time that you started that, that you wrote that hour? I did my first gig in 2010. Like February two thousand and ten. Oh, fucking we're saying well, I did a I did a I did a show after two years of stand up, yeah. Yeah, hour. right. Yeah, yeah. And I um I did my first gig but I didn't then I kind of walked away and then I went to Paris and did clown school. Can we talk about that? Because <laughs> I mean, that is something yeah. I've been very interested in and um, I don't know if it's something that adds to stand-up or not. Or How do you explain clowning? Let's start off with that, because when people think of clowns, I think they're naturally thinking of the red nose, the circus, and you know all the white yeah. paint and all that stuff. Yeah. So what is clowning? Because clowning is a... What is it? It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's even spiritual, I think. That guy would say it is, isn't it? No? Yeah, I mean, so... Because um, it's, it's not acting. Um... Because I graduated acting school and I really thought <laughs> my very good friend, Dr. Brown, who a lot of people know. He's very famous, isn't he? Well, yeah, Phil Burgers. He's, um. Oh, God. I see. I don't know about this. See, fuck me. You know all the cool people. Anyway, sorry. <sighs> yeah. 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 Stick with me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Phil and I met in 2010 when I was, when I took a play to Adelaide or I went with a play to Adelaide and, um. We became great mates and he said you should go to this clowning school. And stand-up wasn't even on my radar. Like I'd done a couple of gigs. but Can you just explain who he is to people? So Phil Burgess does a character called Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown is um, he's kind of – there was a huge clowning boom <laughs> in like 2000 – early 2010s, like 2010s. Right. And um, everyone then decided to go to Goliath. So I was a little bit ahead of the curve purely because I became friends with Phil before he went. And what was, what does he do as his? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is it stand up? So it's, it? No, it's like it's all physical basically. So oh. he went to a, the school that I went to called Le Col Philippe Collier. So it's Philip Collier School. Mm. And um, he trained with Jacques Lecoq. Well, he mm. used to run the school Lecoq, which, which is, is a do- mime and movement school. Dr. Brown did. Philip Burgers run the No, Lecoq? no, no. no. Uh, Philippe oh, ran. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Lecoq school is very famous. Yeah, so it's a super famous school that a lot of actors, particularly theatre actors, have gone to, which is it just really refines, like, the physicality and um, the story that you're telling with your body, basically. Right. And so... It's, yeah, mime and movement, which are very European, very kind of now outdated, I guess, uh, modes of theatre, but still have <clears throat> merit to learn the skills that are mm. involved. And so, um, so yeah, Philippe Gaulier and Jacques Lecoq busted up and then Philippe started his own school and he really specialised in the clown stuff and Buffon, right. um, which Buffon is a whole other kind of concept that's tricky to explain. Right. But um, And clowning is still expressing with your body or no? So clowning is, it's tricky because, like I said, there's so many clown characters written into classical text. So, mm. you know, in Shakespeare, mm. like Midsummer Night's Dream, there's mm. the mechanicals and mm. bottom and um, in so many plays there is a clowning element. And so it's... As long as there's been theatre, there's been clown. Mm. But in my mind, when I was going to clown school, it was always going to be, you know, how to perfect those clown-like characters. Right. But we show up day one and we're issued with a red nose. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm. I've come to so... This is not what I anticipated. Okay. Um, But basically, it teaches you the beauty of the flop. Like... Of the flop. Of the flop. So failure is a gift. Right. It kind of strips away your ego. Like clowns, the, the, it's really hard to explain because Philippe is such a genius. He can identify where any particular person's clown lives, which is a crazy concept to try and explain yeah. Yeah. <laughs> without seeing it happen in, in a process. But everybody, you know, some people are really good at being, they've, when they're really vulnerable, they're very mm. funny. Or when they're very childlike, they're really funny. Mm. Or, um, uh, it's just like an essence thing mm. and he's really good at identifying people's kind mm. of funny essence. And so when you – like the basics of clowning is that a clown is always doing their very best, always striving, always trying, usually too hard and failing always every failing. time and right. always failing. And that's what's funny. And that's what's funny as long as there is the element that they never lose. It's weird. They're failing but they're not losing. They never lose. Yeah. Right. It's a very kind of. <laughs> it sounds. It's really hard to describe in yeah. an intellectual way. Because you way. don't take notes on this shit either when you do all no. these skills, do you? It's all. It's like, you find it physically. Yeah. You find it kinesthetically. Yeah. And yeah. when people talk about what did you learn, like, you know, would you go back to Goliath? What did you learn? I would say it's a nightmare when you're there because his whole concept, like, he wrote a book called The Tormentor. And his whole thing is basically teaching through. <laughs> gentle abuse yeah I've seen um, I've seen the videos of it yeah yeah and so there's the whole four it words it makes people cry 
Oh my god, crying all the time. Like the first day I showed up, I it was me and this other woman from New York, and we get up and he says, "Okay, uh, five people uh, up uh, on the stage, uh, make me laugh." And so you're literally standing up there with nothing. You've got nothing. And he's this wizened old man with red-rimmed round glasses. Mm, crazy wiry crazy hair. Crazy white hair. And um, a, just a scowl like you've never seen. And a drum. And when he hits the drum, you're done. Right. And you've paid thousands of dollars to fly across the world. Fuck. Uh, and you get 30 seconds. Oh, my God. And anyway, so this... I didn't have any experience with exactly how he taught or anything. And so I show up thinking, you know, this other woman who I've got on stage with, she kind of has done a bit of clowning in New York and she puts an offer out there and improv is like, yes, and you go with the offer. And so we just start doing this thing. (laughs) And he hits the drop. And goes, okay, uh, okay, these two women, uh, you think, oh, yeah, so sexy, so beautiful. Uh, you want to make crack, crack, boom, boom with them all day. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or you think, uh, okay, uh, I will bring in all the addict sexual from the area. I line them up. Uh, uh, these two women, they do what they do. Uh, all of these men never touch a woman again. Completely cured. Because what you have done is so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) He said, sit down and stop wasting my time. This was day one. So where does it go from there? Oh, straight to the bottom of a bottle of rosé is where we went. Um, But you basically, you start to learn that, that... you just can't have any ego. Yeah. The ego is completely stripped away and part of the genius of what he teaches is that you're you have to be completely aware of how you're presenting on stage. And that is sometimes brutal to hear. Right. Um and then yeah, like the failure. Like so he's in that criticism, he's offering an opportunity for you to fail and then find the clown to like resurface from the fail. If right. that makes sense. So like the recovery, the the So how do you recover from that? If if you've seen somebody successfully um fail and their clown come out, what does that look like? If they've felt successfully and their clown comes out? Yeah, do you know what I mean? In in a situation where like he's obviously giving them shit so that they're they're a failure and that's the opportunity for the clown to come out, as you just said, right? Yeah, I mean I don't know that that's always why he's doing that right. or what he's doing, but um it is an opportunity. Right. To find that. So how how did you, have you seen, well, did you find your inner clown? Did you find your clown? I did, yeah. Right. So how did that happen? Which is rare. Tell me. This was. So people go to this class and don't find their inner clown. Oh my God. Almost everyone. Oh my God. There's literally a foreword in the, in his book written by Sasha Baron Cohen because Sasha Baron Cohen who does Borat and. He went there. Oh yeah. What? He did the full course. So there's a two year course. But so many people have trained with him. Like incredible, like Emma Thompson and, um. Heaps others <laughs> who I can't think of yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But a lot of actors, like established actors, will go there to find this kind of little spice in mm. their performances. But Sasha Baron Cohen did the whole um, course and that's where he came up with a lot of his characters. But he speaks in the foreword, and I'm absolutely going to butcher this, but to paraphrase it, he says something like, you know, I've been married, I've had kids, I've had relative success. Still the proudest moment of my life is when I've been st- – studying with Philippe for six months and um and I <laughs> I did a routine and 
he beat the drum and he looked at the rest of the class and he said, okay, uh, Sasha was not uh, totally shit today. Huh? <laughs> and I was like, after six months, Sasha Baron Cohen. That's his it's proudest moment. brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh. The only day I, <laughs> the day I found my clearest clown was when I was, <laughs> we all just like ended up every afternoon just buying heaps of wine going and sitting by the river oh, Jesus and getting Christ. belted and just trying to like yeah. uh, like people from around the world there were 40 different languages spoken in the room he speaks like he can teach in like eight different languages he's wow. incredible um but one morning i came in and i was so hungover and and i did this routine and he was like no 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 and i was like please and it, he does this thing where he threatens to hit the drum. Like he's like, oh, no, I think you're being shit now. <laughs> I think I might need to hit this drum soon. And so like it kind of escalates your desperation to succeed, <laughs> which is very funny to watch someone like, you know, yeah, like yeah. just desperate. And um, anyway, I just kind of started appealing to the rest of the class and going, please, love, guys, I'm so hungover. I just really need... To like find some kind of joy and success. And he was like, okay, Nikki, we found something here today. Huh? <laughs> so, and he, he used to always pick on me when anyone else had done something a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> he'd see blame it on you. No, he'd always go, he'd go, okay, uh, this was uh, absolute. Uh, I would uh, I would find your home, uh, your family, and I would uh, plant a bomb inside your house. I would uh, absolutely, I would explode your mother and father first in case they made another person that could be anything like you because you are so disgusting and terrible like this is just wow every day um these three girls came from greece for their summer holidays and they were like oh we just thought it would be fun to do cloud school and i was like guys go on, go on now. <laughs> but they um anyway just <laughs> sorry to finish <laughs> this point i realized you said let's do 20 minutes and now it's That's 32 right. but um no we go on <laughs> there was um he oh god what was it how he used to compare their, everyone else's shitness to you oh yeah yeah so he would he would go I would always be there with like this like it's wild that you think I'm so sarky because I'm genuinely like so supportive of people and genuinely like giving compliments a lot and I was <laughs> sitting there and he's like okay is this sunny Australian here again oh die everybody is so beautiful well done everyone you're so good <laughs> If someone did something really bad and they failed so bad, he would be like, everybody thinks you are terrible, terrible. And they would go, Australia? <laughs> and then I, I would have to be like, oh, no, I thought they were okay. And then sometimes I just wouldn't say anything. He goes, even Australia thinks you are fucking terrible. <laughs> so he'd use me as the cage. That's amazing. Yeah. So like... So, but every day, everybody, people just have to get up and try to perform. And that's the whole thing. Yeah, you don't that's have all material. You, do every day. you don't have. There's no games. There's no warm ups. There's no. Oh, we do. No, you do leisure at the beginning of the day, which is the game. Right. And um, so you play a bunch of games. And I think half the theory is you get so physically exhausted playing a lot of the games that you've just got nothing left. Right. So it kind of strips a lot away. Right. Um, but he, uh, yeah, you go, you go up with nothing. And like I said, 
very few people in the audience speak the same language as you. So it is you're forced to kind of find the funny in your body and your physicality. And a, f- a friend of mine did one did a clowning course recently in Dublin, and he was saying it like it kind of throws all your miscom all the conceptions you had about performance beha- beforehand throws it out the window. But it's very much about completely connecting with an audience. What yeah. So there's about. like oh, it's really quiet. No, well, no, it's just different tones. It's all right. We're just re- okay. don't worry, guys. We're reading. We're looking at the- it. Sounds great. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we're just, we're just looking at the reader on the on the um, screen here, and it looks like it's reading. No, but it's fine. Okay, so yeah, okay. he was saying it was about connecting with a lot about connecting yeah. with the audience and being your honest self for the audience, and that was yeah, the funniest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really it is important, like, to always imbue the audience with, you know, it, he talks about beauty a lot like you need to show up and be beautiful for an audience you need to show your inner beauty to an audience and um mm. and find the beauty in the audience as well mm. and and find the beauty in the audience as well yeah right so it's like this beautiful dance that's what i was saying to fiona last night right when she was being such a miserable cow you're like i gotta find the beauty here. i said i was like fiona do you remember like in the last two and a half years when desperate comedians were having to do zoom gigs mm. you don't understand what it was like to close your laptop and go back to this miserable existence mm. because there was nothing because there was nothing satisfying about those gigs for us because comedy doesn't exist in a comedian, in our words, in our heads. Mm. It exists in this crackling space between us and an audience. Mm. And, you know, I'm not going to force you to laugh if you're not into it and you don't want to laugh, but there, there is a contract here mm. where... Like the, you said all this? Yeah. Right. I um, said there's no aliveness oh, She's like, you've not here. heard of Michael Conley? <laughs> she was like, you know, you do better reading a book. Did she say that? No, she no, didn't. No. She should have. She would have been funny But what did she respond then. to your speech? That sounds like fucking a speech at the end of a movie, like no, fucking I'm Charlie Chaplin and the public. fucking... Yeah. <laughs> do you remember what was that movie that he did, The Big the Great Dictator? Charlie Chaplin? Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I was thinking you went Remember, for some reason. Dicta- Robin Williams no, was in my head, and I was like, "It's Dead Poets Society." Yeah, yeah. Well, or that Robin or Williams. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it did. Oh no, I think well, I just had like, too much time. With a fucking show, they? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She didn't have a lot of compassion. I think we had a lot of time in Australia to think about this stuff because mm. we were locked down for a real long time. Mm. So, um, so what? So, did clowning bring something to your stand up? It's funny because it's before. Say, it sounds like it's before you started stand up seriously. Probably, seriously. yeah. I feel like there's more, like, it brought more to it in the aftercook. Like, I learnt more in the aftercook once I'd done, because I was only there for um, six weeks doing summer school. Six weeks? is fucking hell. Yeah, but it's intensive. So it's like eight hours, nine, ten hours a day. I can't remember. Jesus. But um, you learn more in the aftercook in, like, observing other people and being oh, able so to you kind wa- of you're wa- So when you watch my show, for example, you're like... He's not looking. For, he's not. I did, did. Did you want me to give you the notes on the? You go on. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> as if I did. Okay. You, you didn't. You didn't. You did account. ask me to take notes. Yeah, the yeah. Night. Oh yeah, yeah. I do have. We only there for t- for two minutes. Okay, yeah. Go on. Twenty five minutes. Are we there that long? Yeah, I've got two pages oh. worth. You're joking me. No. You don't have two pages of notes. <laughs> do you? Is that, that's a lie. Page. You've got. But most of it's most of it's like, oh my god, you're so good. This is great. Keep going. Full of shit. I'm very supportive. Right, okay. You did change your lighting after I told you to do that. Yeah, but you were right. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So you go from clowning, you start doing the stand-up. And like, but, but then I suppose, because they are different crafts, aren't they? And um, I mean, like one can sort of inform the other, but mm. I think, yeah, I think they've definitely, you know, 
it helped my stand up to do clowning and it helped clowning to kind of do stand up so yeah but like I, I for example I wouldn't know the difference between the stand up and the clowning to watch you know to pick up on the difference between clowning and stand up and what you're doing for example so I, I wouldn't know because what, what like you go and you study clowning, but then what do you do with the clowning? You, you just be a clown? Or? Yeah, well, there are clowns yeah. out there. It's so that's pretty what it's niche. For. It's pretty niche. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people doing clowning shows and kind of a sketch, you know, there's the. Right. It, it helps actors. It helps. It's kind of one of those things where you, you know, you go to acting school and you do voice classes, mm. but you don't. Not everyone's going to be mm. a, a voiceover I, actor. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You yeah. know, it. Informs. I was just acting. the thing that just came to my head. There is John Cleese's inner clown, like Basil Fawlty. The way that you've watched Fawlty Towers, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that you know he's constantly up against this failure, and he's constantly then like, yeah. So his clown would be uptight. Uptight. He's very funny. He's, very when he's up, uptight. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely uh, no, that's absolutely no problem whatsoever. Yeah, Bang! Yeah. Smashes his head off the counter. Yeah, and I'll keep doing that for him. He starts ripping off his shirt or whatever. Yeah, um, it's fine. We'll leave it there. Oh. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, that so that that's an example of what could be his inner clown. But he obviously uses it amongst all his different tools, which are acting and yeah, you know, yeah. all the other performance tools and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But you don't necessarily ever want to see John Cleese um, play. I don't know. Like <clears throat> for example, who's like someone who's really? I'm trying to think of someone who's like very childlike like they're very funny because mm. they're really childlike an actor mm, yeah Adam Sandler yeah yeah he like Billy Madison yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that exactly. kind of stuff yeah, Billy yeah. Madison so he's really funny when he's childlike yeah yeah you never want to see oh I'm tired and he loses yeah. his temper at the same time while being a child while losing yeah his so he's an absolute shit like he's a yeah. three year old toddler having a yeah. tantrum yeah. but he's very funny yeah so that's his clown whereas you never want to see John Cleese playing a kid having a tantrum no exactly you know yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. It's that that he's able to kind of distill the essence of what it is that's funny in your clown. Yeah. So and then, and then clown is not necessary because th- those two examples are angry. So what's other examples of? Is there a happy clown? Well, maybe not if they're failing all the time. Yeah, they're they're angry in that they. Um, yeah, like that's their failure. Mm. They're losing their temper mm. and so they're failing. Well, I would probably be. Like, this sounds so self-indulgent, but my. My optimism, mm. like I think when, if you saw the show and Definitely. this, again, like hopefully doesn't sound like I'm absolutely wanking myself off on your podcast, <laughs> but um, I've got like this constant optimism where I'm like, I'm doing this thing and I'm like, I'm, I'm like trying to make life better for myself and everyone else and everything just keeps going mm. wrong. So like, I'm not necessarily getting angry. Mm. But I'm failing. Yeah, yeah. Despite my best intentions. And you're on the verge of tears sometimes, but you're like, let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, I guess vulnerability there's is no, my There's no anger there, yeah. There's the, yeah, the, there's the, no the, anger. The, the eternal optimism. That yeah. Keeps, and shit keeps, and that's what makes me an idiot. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. you're a clown, because you keep you're thinking smiling it's going to work. And the mud gets flicked into your face exactly. from the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. um, my clown, because he gives you a persona. Is optimism. Yeah. So, like, everyone gets. Um, like an actual character like there was a guy who was a cricket player and there was a girl who was Minnie Mouse and he just chooses different characters and I was a police officer mm. um, specifically from Adelaide <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty insulting but he um, sorry people from Adelaide but yeah <laughs> but hi guys in Adelaide um, I'll be there with my show next year so please come along Adelaide Fringe um, 
Yeah, so like that kind of idea that I was trying to do the best for the community and yeah, trying yeah. to like maintain peace and justice and yeah. look after everyone, like that real sort of maternal vibe. Yeah. And I keep getting... Someone pulls on your trousers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like I fumble with my... I try to get my gun out and I yeah, shoot yeah, myself yeah. in the foot, yeah, but I'm yeah. still smiling <laughs> because I'm like, it's okay, it's, it's all fine, going well. It's fine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Life's great. So that's brilliant. my clown. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, well, I've learned something about clowning there now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a, like we said, a tricky concept to intellectualise and explain, but when mm. you see it happening, yeah. you go, oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. And it's 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 just a, it's a feeling more than a... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is a relief to not have to use words. Yes. Yes. Such a relief. I'll be interested to watch that without words. But, um, I, I mean, we've, we've gone on now. We've got to go see other shows Haven't this evening. Haven't we? We simply must. Um, but, uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Nikki Britton is like, I mean, it would be great if you were going to go to Ireland at some point. But I don't know if you guys, you will get to see her. But if you're in, you're in Australia, catch her out. Uh, check out. What is your, your Instagram handle is? At the Nikki Britain. At the Nikki Britain. I'll be, anyway, all those links will be put in the podcast. You're, I'm sure you have a website and all that because you're more professional than I am. No, I don't have a website. No. I'm still got my own name on Facebook. Good morning. You know when people? Yeah, who cares? You know, mm. it's still me. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've got I've got a podcast which I'm yes. obviously going to bully you yeah, into absolutely. doing now. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. What's your podcast? It's called Mates Talking About Stuff. Yeah, which literally, is literally what it says on the box. Literally what it says. <laughs> Every other comedy podcast. Yeah, no, I'd love to do it, and uh, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to go to Australia soon. Uh, who knows? But um, I'd love to get down there and gig with all the Aussie. I have to say, I've been very impressed with all the Australian comedians over here. Not that I was unimpressed beforehand. It was just like every Australian comedian that I've seen has been great here. And it's been mm. brilliant. I haven't got to watch a lot of them. I suppose most people might just know Jim Jeffries, maybe. Do you know what I mean? If you don't, you know, uh, yeah, sure. know a lot about it. But I saw, um, uh, who does it? Randy Fellface is just fucking ridiculously good. Yeah. Is Reese Nicholson Australian? Yeah, I've, I haven't, absolutely. I haven't got to see that yet, but he's supposed to be amazing. Um, and there's the guy who Reese I and I did our first gig together. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then there's a guy called Daniel Muggle something. Muggleton? Daniel Muggleton, yeah. yeah I, I did gig- his gig today. Did you? Oh, he yeah. has a gig here? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. So I gigged with him at Assembly uh, at the Best of the Fest there. He's brilliant as well. So, like, loads of, like, I'm just not knowledgeable on it because that's why I want to go to Australia. Go check it all out, you know? Yeah. I think there is, and I think maybe you even mentioned it the other night, that there is a a perception that Australians maybe are lazy or laid back or laconic enough that we don't um or too happy because it's too sunny down there maybe, that you think they wouldn't be they wouldn't be happy. you wouldn't be miserable enough to maybe. be good comics <laughs> but, I, but, but Jim Jeffries is fucking miserable isn't he yeah he's miserable that's yeah. why I had to move yeah um but I think like again certainly bias and certainly don't want to sorry about the crackles everybody it's Nikki no surely you edit those out yeah well whatever yeah um it probably is biased but I really do think like we're punching above our weight in Australia in terms of the quality of comedy that we're putting out. Do you think so? Yeah. Because what's the population? It's 35 million or something like that? 28 million now, 28 I think. Million. 27 million, maybe. Um, but we, like, it's just a really healthy industry down there because we've got Melbourne Comedy Festival, which is... Mm, pretty th- big. This, well, it's the second biggest comedy festival behind Montreal. Right. But Montreal's all lineups, like five-minute spots yeah. and stuff. So it's gone in- to the shit as well, apparently, so I hear. Anyway... I hope to get a spot there. <laughs> uh, please, um, if there wasn't Nicky Britton that said that it was shit, please, Montreal, if you're listening. Um, but, uh, like, in terms of, like, hour-long shows, 
right. that comedians can put on solo shows. Yeah. Melbourne is uh, the biggest exclusively comedy festival yeah. in the world. Edinburgh, Edinburgh is not a comedy festival. Yeah, because it's, cause it's not exclusively a comedy festival. But we, um, yeah, so we, we kind of like are fairly rigorous in putting out a new hour of stand-up every year mm. or every second year. And I think that just kind of makes... Makes you better. Yeah, it makes us. How long better. does it take you to write and an we, hour? We do you work reckon? fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> Australians work really fucking hard at it mm. because we are kind of you know the little, the little cousin, the little colonial. Well, mm. in the UK, I think a lot of people think, oh well, they're just these little. They're out there in the colonies. Yeah, so we kind of have to work doubly look, as hard to get half the respect. That's just English people. Yeah, kind of I feel like you guys probably feel the same way. Irish people, not about comedy. Mm. Oh, <laughs> you guys, you got the crack, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there. It's just natural. No, but see, but you, but, we, but like we get looked down on by. I'm English, so sorry to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Who I just offended. Good luck getting gigs in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I mean, comedically Irish comedians. Uh, I don't look down on them, but there's definitely not respect for them. In no. Ireland? No, not in Ireland. I mean, oh. the, I mean the UK. Right, got it. Like for example, Jason is a fucking killer, and he does wild shit all the time, and he fills massive rooms, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, but he's just fucking around. Like, yeah, yeah, but he's making a thousand people laugh every night. Well, that's kind of what I meant in the beginning of like when people go, "Oh, it's just catching up with you." It felt like catching up with your friend over yeah. a wine, and you're like, "No, but that's that's fucking really that's hard to the do." Skill, yeah, yeah and yeah. that's why everyone in the room was laughing. Yeah, like Tommy Tiernan is like, I mean, he's definitely respected within the Irish, but he is one of the best in the world. Like when Bill Burr goes, "No, this dude is one of the best." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just like you know. um he doesn't get the respect he deserves internationally, but then also he he doesn't want he's he's done with the kind of you know he's you know he's, they they get to an age where they don't give a fuck what people think of them in the US anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You kind of you kind of get past that. So no, I'm I'm just trying to defend Irish comics as, as in like yeah, not everyone goes oh Irish comics amazing. You know, in Edinburgh we do all right because Scottish the Scottish do respect us in that level. So when it's literally a flyering line where you go Irish comedy and they go oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you say Irish comedy to English people, quite often they're like hmm. I'm not even Yuck. joking yet, and I'm like, "Fuck you." Yeah, right. I, I, I get people the fingers today. Did you? Yeah. And then, <gasps> then these Scottish album saw me doing it behind the back. It's like, "Oh, you cheeky bugger!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, anyway. They would have been on your side. Yeah, yeah. But then, anyway, it's only certain. T- not all English, by the way. Scouser's amazing. Geordie's amazing. You know, um, well, and Cockney's amazing as well. But it's the middle class English it's vibe. It's so funny. Like this is what blows our minds. I think as, as Australians is this class system. Yeah, stuff. but we don't have that in Ireland either. Yeah, but we. I mean, of course, there's people who. It's people with money and people who don't have money. Of co- yeah, like there's there's. I'm certainly not saying Australia's without its faults, but in terms of the class system, it is bonkers over here in yeah, the UK yeah, yeah, yeah. to see, oh, well, they're, you know... But they talk about working, it within themselves. Working, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean, that's and then they mental, own it. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, that's a working-class city, and they're, yeah, oh, they've yeah, yeah. gentrified now, and well, they're they okay. Well, Edinburgh people talk... I was talking to people from Edinburgh last night, and they talk about Glaswegians, because, like, yeah, that they're funny because they, in the way that they would normally speak, they would they would use banter quite a bit. <laughs> Do you know what they would use but like what? It's exactly it's just like yeah they're just talking they're just having the crack yeah, it's yeah, not a big yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of just the way they seem to speak <laughs> it's so it just blows they seem my to mind with banter. and I'm like <laughs> maybe that is what makes me a, a goofily optimistic yeah a friendly Australian because I'm like hey guys we're all here together yeah, yeah. just we're all on the same level that's and what it, can be depressing I think about Edinburgh in general is like you, you like we come with that vibe and yeah. then it's just like no you're not cool and the Brits are like 
Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Don't you realize? There's a certain area over here that is just like it's the cool kids within the comedy industry yeah, here, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, I'm not in it, but I couldn't be arsed either. No, but they're not funny. Anyway, let's um, But we love you all <laughs> we very. I mean, it's a beautiful community. Peace and love. Thank you. Peace community. and love, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so much. Nikki Britton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'll put all the links pleasure. to all her stuff in the description of this podcast. And uh, anything is this going to be a double episode? Yeah, I might split it up. <laughs> <laughs> we learned about clowning. That was a great episode. Yeah, is it? It feels very inside baseball. Like, if are your listeners very much into comedy? Um, and we, I don't. I, I hope don't. So. I don't. Are they an- going to turn off? No, I don't analyze comedy a lot on this podcast because I think that's very boring. But what do you I usually d- talk about? Well, it's been streaming. Do I have to tell them that right now? I will talk about <laughs> yeah, that off the podcast. <laughs> I have the odd interview. This was an interview. Okay, you've been Nikki okay, Britton, okay, great. and you're the star of Australia. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hope you enjoy, guys. Peace and love. And that's where the jingle comes in. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.